Today on episode 67 of the Home of Play podcast, our continued reactions to the E3 WB Games, PC Game Show, Intellivision, Capcom, and Nintendo Direct Part 2. Let's get right on into it. We probably didn't need a lot of those showcases. Let's get some intro. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 67 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the King of Platinum Trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, what? The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast we include in that bias or paid for opinion stuff here because of this, that allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the golems about the podcast and that they can find us in all your favorite podcast services choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because of your lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If any of you have comments, questions, or complaints we want to hear from you, please send any of those to our email address at homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com. And we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss the rest of E3 and all of its not-so-exciting announcements. On today's episode, we'll have five news articles after what we titled number one, which is the other conferences. So we'll get into the news after it, unlike last week's episode, which was kind of a rushed, a shambled mess. But uh, hey, there was a lot of shit to talk about. What do you want from me? Come on, man. Chris, what have you been up to all week? Uh, not a lot this week. Uh, console wise, I think I turned on Mass Effect 2 briefly for like an hour or two. Did a couple more missions on that. That's pretty much it for that. Uh, PC wise, uh, the Naraka Blade Point demo came out. So I've been playing a shit ton of that. Really enjoying myself with that as well. Can you as- uh, sell me on that? I-, I want you, I don't, I have no idea about this game. Give me your pitch right now. Right. Uh, so it's Battle Royale. So I know that's already probably hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like anti-Battle Royale, but it is overdone. So it's uh, like ninja, samurai, combat, teams of three or solo. Uh, it's got a lot of traversal. Grappling hooks, of course, because every good game has grappling hooks now. <laughs> um, it has a talent system, uh, sort of. When you level, you level up your profile, I guess, you unlock new talents uh, that you can put in slots and then... Ha- rank them up and whatnot and they'll give you like boosts like um your you use less energy when you dodge or uh your grappling hook has an increased range uh so those little percentages can actually be a big difference overall the game looks fantastic uh it's usually 60 people in a match uh within the first i think five minutes ten minutes of the match you'd get one revive uh, if you don't use it in the first 10 minutes, then you're pretty much out when you die. So dying early on is not the end of the world because you can respawn. Uh, and then, yeah, your characters are all relatively unique. They all have like one F ability, which does something. And then one ultimate ability. Uh, for instance, I like playing the healer chick. So she does this blast that can heal everybody Typically, it's within your range, but you can also upgrade your ultimates and specials to do slightly different things. So I've upgraded my ultimate to no matter where you are on the map, if you're in my party, if I could, if I see that you're getting like annihilated, I can use my ultimate and it'll heal you as well as uh, repair some of your armor. Uh, I think it's like half two bars of worth uh, of each. So 
There's other abilities where one guy will uh, stun everybody around you. Another one like shoots uh, a big tornado that like blocks uh, projectiles. And also if you're trapped in it, you take damage or you're kind of slowed or stunned sort of. Uh, geez, what is there? There's another one where you turn into like a giant ogre like guy and you can like have powers where you like pull guys to you and you kind of choke them out and smash them into the ground like giant style. There's a couple other ones. I don't even remember them off the top of my head right now, but I think there's only there's six characters right now. But with the new demo, they're introducing a, a seventh character, but I don't think she's playable yet. Um, it's fun. It's very fast paced. Uh, it's tense where you're like, it's one of those games where it's like, you know, if you're having like a drink or something or snacking on something while you're playing a game, it's like you just don't have time because you're like always like in it. It's, it's got you. So it's like you end up like not drinking your drink at all. It just stays full. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a demo. If you want to try it, we could try it. Like it's free right now, the demo. Uh, it, they're definitely going to make their money on cosmetics for sure. Um, that's a definite thing. I've already purchased it. Uh, I got the deluxe edition because whatever, because I like it. <laughs> I already feel like I earned my money with how many hours I've played uh just on the the kind of the alpha and then now this demo sort of thing so i don't know it's really good really what do you think it. so you're saying you think it's worth purchasing just my only comment and not that i have any stake in the game just you know most of these battle royales are free to play currently so a do you think this one justifies being like you know having a price tag on it with how it grabbed me and the swords and the gunplay uh and like the counter system and like charge attacks and stuff like that i i don't know it's got me like it, i it i'm hooked so it's like should it be free maybe if they but then it depends like sometimes if it's free they lean way too much on cosmetics like games like valorant where it's like you ch they charge you like they could charge you like a hundred dollars for one skin on some weapon or something it's ridiculous it just doesn't make sense this game could do that too and still charge you the forty dollars <laughs> uh, but i i don't know with how many hours i've got into it already uh i enjoy it i find it totally worth it because it's just it's so much fun and playing with a couple of my buddies good times good times i mean uh pub still uh, ha uh costs money that's not a free one still yeah uh, the mobile version i think is free but it's the mobile version. Does it cost though? Well, yeah, I guess I don't know. I I just I think I got PUBG on the PlayStation because it was yeah it was PlayStation uh, Plus at the yeah. time. So to yeah. me, I guess I just considered free. Consider free. Yeah, I think the PC version still. I can't even tell you how much it is, but I highly recommend it. It's 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 really good. It looks good. It plays well. There are issues with it. Like there are some frame rate dips when you look look at certain angles, but then you'll look at that same angle again. And it'll be fine. It's like it self-corrects itself. Uh, apparently, there are also some cheaters out there already, and it's just a freaking demo. Um, but, I mean, one of the things they promised <laughs> during the showcase was that they were going to be looking at that stuff kind of pretty heavily. So, Other Welcome than, to PC gaming. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, right? Other well, than I should that, say online PC gaming. My correction. Other than that, uh, just been playing League of Legends, the uh, TFT, Teamfight Tactics. We should try that too if you're interested. I, or I could even just play a match and share a screen with you. But it, it's pretty fun. I like the tactics side of things. And it's all auto done. You just place your guys and move them around and 
certain formations and stuff like that. So that's I'm pretty much been my week. <laughs> that's pretty much been my week. So uh, have you had a chance to play anything this week? Uh, I did. I f- rolled credits on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> um, four trophies away from a platinum, if I'm not Ooh. mistaken. Uh, well, it's it an Insomniac game. No, uh, I found out the hard way that uh, where I thought Spider-Man, or at least the first Spider-Man, was very fair and probably one of the most acquired platinum trophies out there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I thought they did it good. Miles Morales upset me because they, they knew it was short. Uh, one of the trophies that was almost like a gate uh, was you had to beat it in entirety a second time, which I thought was kind of a baloney trophy. Uh, and this one kind of does the same thing. The game's not super long, so I believe to get all the weapons, you actually have to go into what they call challenge mode, which is just new game plus, but it's slightly harder. Um, to get those three, I think it's three special guns. I, I can't remember. On top of that, there's a lot of missable trophies. Uh, I didn't look into any of the trophies. I thought it would be a clear-cut path like Spider-Man, where Spider-Man's like, get all the backpacks, okay? You get a trophy. Get all of these... Mm-hmm or a clear district, get a trophy. This one was not that. Like, there's collectibles, like they call a gold bolts. There's uh, spy bots, I believe they were, and armor sets. There's no... uh, There could be minor trophies, but there's no major... Like, getting all the gold bolts doesn't get you a trophy. Getting all the armor sets doesn't. So I was very surprised when I got these things where I'm like, oh, look, I did really good, and then nothing popped. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do for this platinum? And then you see... There's just tons of missable ones. Like, uh, I, online anyway, they're saying one of the hardest ones. I just by coincidence got, but basically during uh, these kind of rail sets where you're on a like a tr- track and you're grinding almost like a Tony Hawk skater, but forever. Well, actually, no, that's a lot like Tony Hawk. Um, then you, you have to hit certain things in, I think it's two different planets. If you hit all of them, you get this trophy. I just happened to do it. So, like, I guess yay for that but then i didn't know there's like trick jumping so that's a trophy so i'm like okay i have to like basically restart the game and get to these set like pieces to finish it and i'm like no chapter select uh not that i'm aware of i could be wrong but i'm i thought like you you can return to planets but yeah i don't think there's a chapter select uh or at least in my very little effort looking into this i didn't see one um but overall uh i thought it was fine game it's probably one of the better looking ones i still don't think it beats demon souls but you know for a cartoony game you know it's got that look i it almost looks like a pixar movie like uh you know obviously like what luca came out this weekend and it's 4k and it's terrific so i'm not saying it hits those highs but it's damn good like let's face it with real ray tracing like reflections are in their eyes it's pretty crazy like this is the one game where i think i was saying last week like I'm willing to sacrifice 60 frames per second for the first time since I've got my PS5 just because I do think there's a substantial difference between fidelity mode and even performance RT or just performance mode. I I think there is a huge difference. You see it right away. And I think this game, it runs so buttery smooth. Like, yes, it's only 30, but it is consistently 30. I've never seen a major drop in that frame rate the entire time I played that game. So I just kept it there. Uh, it was fantastic. I thought the story was endearing. You know, I felt for these characters. Um, this is my first Ratchet and Clank game. So I'm not like a diehard. Typically, platformers don't do it for me. I think this one is a little special in the sense that, you know, it's got a little gunplay. The guns are quirky. 
They got a bunch of them. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but it's over 15 unique guns. Uh, and yeah, it's just fun. And honestly, I was quite surprised at the end of it how happy I was with it. Because again, I don't like platformers. I don't like Mario, anything like that. But I feel like this game is like apparently a special genre for me, which I like this is my palate cleanser. I think I should be playing these kind of games between those big show cases that I love to play. Um, and yeah, I think it just, maybe it's cause I just got out of some like bigger, heavier titles. I ate it up a little bit better. I didn't, don't think I got distracted at all. I basically, well, except for one demo, but I did that just so we could talk about it on the show. Um, but overall, I think I'd give it like a four out of five. Like it's a solid game. I didn't go far enough to say it's great. I don't think, you know, it's not the best thing I've ever played. It's not a God of War, but it's definitely fantastic. Um, yeah, I, you know, I could go on, but I just think it handles well, plays well, looks fantastic, sound, design, like everything just felt great. Um, I love that. And they did some really smart things. You play Rivet and Ratchet, but like they share everything. So anytime one of them gets an upgrade, it goes universally, which I thought was great. I love that I didn't have to unlock the same crap twice. Um, so they just did some really smart things. I know some people complain there's, um, two kind of like activities that take you out of the normal game you know almost like spider-man had the mary jane stealth missions these kind of have what they call glitch missions where you play like a little spider bot and you're trying to like get like destroy a virus in the computer and it, it plays super weird i'm probably not doing it justice to how i'm explaining it uh and then on top of that rat is it ratchet no sorry clank has his own thing too and i i like clanks like they're like little fun puzzles i thought they were great didn't upset me but some people didn't like it and uh i know the glitch stuff i think a lot of it's almost unanimous that a lot of people think that kind of slowed the game down and it wasn't the best part of the game for sure but it never like really overstayed it's welcome to me they're short enough that you just get through it you're fine um but yeah otherwise it's a great game um then i forgot to talk about this before but during the last um playstation uh days of play sale or whatever I got dreams. Oh, you did. Uh, I did. Um, so I played a little bit of that this week. It's definitely jarring just walking into it with like no information. Um, much like Little Big Planet, but I'd say a little more extreme this time. Obviously, there's so many more options, but even like the menu system, I just think it's a mess. Honestly, uh, wasn't loving it. Uh, but I played some experiences that are cool. Like, and again, I only paid what ten dollars. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was probably underpaying, but like it's the right price for me as someone who's probably not going to get a lot out of this, but is still interested in that atmosphere. I definitely think, you know, we, we talked about week after week, all these games coming to PC. They need to bring this game to PC. It would probably get such a resurgence and it just get a, a you know, a shot of adrenaline, bring it back to life. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this is a most PC ass game that PlayStation's ever made. And I think they'd just be silly not to put it on PC. Like, look, um, you know, we don't have to talk about this week, but uh, the NPD uh, numbers came out, I think, this week for last month. And I believe, uh, what was it? Uh, Days Gone re-entered the list only because of the PC release. So, you know, there's clearly money be made here. Like, why they wouldn't do this and try to, like, you know, bring, you know, flower the pot, whatever you want to call it. Flower the pot. I definitely do drugs, don't I? Um, 
but yeah, whatever, you know, breathe life into this thing, right? So I did a little bit of that. It's fine uh, for how much I paid. I don't feel like I got ripped off or anything. And then the last one that I want to talk to you about, but I don't think you had time for it, was uh, I played the demo for, uh, what is it, Strangers of Paradise Fall Fantasy Origins. Uh, it's supposed to be a Souls-like. I never played a Neo before, so I think that might be the biggest problem I had with it, is uh, Souls-like is a strong word to me, because I mean, you know I like From Software games. Uh, I love Bloodborne. You know, every Dark Souls... Ex- Two probably the least, and then I enjoy Demon Souls, and this game feels nothing like them. Like I, there's similarities, yes, but it's a lot faster. Um, the level design, again, this is just from the demo. I, I'm not speaking about the final product, obviously, but I thought the level design was just completely uninspiring. Uh, it's boring as all hell. It feels kind of like those JRPGs from early, late PS2, early PS3, where it's just like a generic ass level with minor twists and turns. Um, it is not like, you know, the amazing stuff that we've gotten from dark souls, bloodborne, anything like that. Uh, so I, and the enemies like, yeah, they're like, some of them are nostalgic fall fantasy, but then other ones like, here's just a random goblin. And, uh, okay, great. Why do I have two characters following me the whole time? They don't really do anything. I thought the combat was just, I don't know. It's um, maybe someone likes it there. Like, again, this is where I think maybe not playing Neo, I didn't connect to as much. Like, maybe Neo plays like this. I don't know. I just didn't like it. It didn't feel. I, I just think the pacing and the strategy with Dark Souls makes sense to me. It always has. Uh, where it's like, okay, keep your guard up, move, you know, look for an opening. This game just kind of felt chaotic to me. But that's just my opinion. Someone else might just click with it. It's kind of like. Me and Sekiro, that's the thing. I'm not trying to say that this definitely is bad, but I feel like every time I talk to people, you're either a Bloodborne guy or you're a Sekiro guy, but there's very few I've found that like both of those two games. So maybe this is more of a Sekiro game. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I played that. Didn't really enjoy it. I, <laughs> I deleted pretty quickly off my PS5, honestly. And it just ran like shit. I was having frame rate drops like all the time and which you know that game is not graphically demanding at all anyone that looks at that that tells me that's a next-gen title uh you're kind of full of it uh so why i'm having so many issues i'm gonna chalk it up to this probably because it's an early beta but you know whatever i'm not going to be too harsh on it but uh for sure in the first 30 seconds yes someone said chaos in case anyone's wondering um he really wants to kill chaos chris i don't uh, (laughs) chaos has got to go which I go. do find ironic that your gaming take is always something about chaos and he wants to kill you. <laughs> I apparently. Know, I, I'm on his list. If, if you actually, if you have any friends listening to this podcast and they play online games with you, please, for the love of God, just say, I killed chaos. Every time you <laughs> kill Chris in a multiplayer game, it's just for the love of God. Just do it every time. I, I want to hear him get I mad at chaos. Me. Yeah. Hey chaos. I killed you, chaos. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're getting a little too into this. Uh, so yeah, I played that. I forgot about it, to be honest. I completely forgot about it. Honestly, I almost don't want to suggest it to you because I don't want to put that kind of hate on you, Ricky Bobby. You know, Is it still out? <laughs> I believe so, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I still won't try it. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean I'll look, I'll keep an eye on it as it comes mm-hmm. out, but... Yeah. I'd just be interested because you're a little more accepting in, in, like, some of those things. And again, I still don't think you've ever played Sekiro, so I don't know how you sit if you're going to be the Sekiro Bloodborne guy, whatever. Uh, but I think I ranted long enough about that. Uh, yeah, so I think we just get into the show. 
And uh, it's going to be one of those shows again. So we're just going to get right into it. No time for fun stuff. We're just going to go right into the rest of what we're, I guess we're calling E3 Part 2, right? Yeah. So we'll start right after uh, the Square Enix show. Uh, There was a brief, brief show from WB Games. All they showed was Back for Blood. It's, I mean, it's Left for Dead. It, it, It looked good. Um, the enemies, uh, like the, they call them, I think, uh, the ridden, uh, there's different variations of each enemy, which is kind of neat. Like there's, you know, there's like, I don't know how to explain it. There's the one guy who like the boomer type where he could run up and blow up or he can run up and I think he has like a different, like he has different types of abilities depending on which one you choose. This was a while ago, so I can't remember off the top of my head what abilities they have. But you, each type of guy has like three different variations, which is kind of neat. Every time he said something, did somebody reply, okay, boomer? Okay, boomer. <laughs> uh, and then the enemies can also rank up and unlock abilities, which is kind of neat. That's definitely new to the series of Left 4 Dead. Anyway, so that's pretty much all we got from WB Games. Uh, right after that or before that, I can't remember the order, was the PC game show. Um impressive amount of games they showed uh the only thing was is because it was an impressive amount of games showed there was a lot of games that really just didn't look great or i just don't care about um, <laughs> so i'm gonna fly through this list really quick uh if you have anything you want to say just let me know but you probably don't care about too many of these uh it started off with naraka which obviously i love it try it uh then there was dodgeball academy which sounds what it sounds like uh chivalry 2 uh is kind of more being treated as a games of a service game i know there's a lot of fans out there that like chivalry Um, it's interesting i heard they're having a horrible launch right now um you can't even like join your party and friends right now hopefully that's getting patched we'll see after that was ramen uh it's a cartoony food fighting game moving on uh, Dying Light 2, obviously I think there's a lot of people excited for Dying Light 2. That's not one that I played, and that's typically the genre of games I play. So I'm, yeah, I'm quite surprised to hear that. Uh, yeah, maybe I have to take a look at the first one at some point, or maybe I'll just jump in with the second one, but it looked good. I mean, it's Dying Light, so. Uh, right after that was a game called Humankind. Uh, this one coming out on August 17th. You know I was interested in it, because I actually paid attention to the release date. Uh, it looks like a, a Civilization-style game. Uh, those ones can be hit or miss for me. Uh, this one looked interesting, so I'm going to keep an eye out for that one myself. Uh, they Always Run, uh, 2D side-scrolling uh, uh, shooter. Um, pretty much you get the gist of it. Obviously, there's a unique art style to it. Uh, Orcs Must Die 3. Uh, that's coming out July 23rd. It's a third-person tower defense co-op game. I played a lot of games like these, like uh, it was a Sanctum, I think was sort of similar to this. Not as sci-fi, obviously, but uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that like the tower defense uh, genre. Uh, then Vampire, the Masquerade, Swan Song. Uh, do you know Do you know much about this one? No, I do, I do remember them saying they were going to have a lot of side projects, so I feel like this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but until it's Bloodlines 2, just stop. Just to be stop. honest, it, it looked kind of rough. It looked rough, mm. um, but I'm sure the it might hold some of those people over there waiting for the second one. So uh, after that was Gigabash, which is a PvP smasher like with Godzilla type creatures. Like you're fighting in the, a city and you're just attacking each other. Uh, should be fine. I'm, I I don't see it going too crazy. But 
another one that some of the hosts were excited for was a game called Lemnus Gate. It's a first-person turn-based PvP shooter with a 25-second time loop. So essentially, you play for 25 seconds, run around and try to kill the enemy, but then the enemy gets their turn where they do the same thing. So I, I it's it's unique. I can give it unique. But it, it seems, I was like, how do you kill each other if you're constantly moving out of the way of the bullets and stuff because of the time loops? So I don't know. It sounds like an interesting idea. I'm kind of curious about what's going to happen with that one. So. Sounds like you'd almost have to play like chess where in yes. one move you'd have to almost make it impossible or hope to get to a situation where much like a king in chess, you wouldn't be able to get out of the way of everything. Yeah, and I think you get like a, t- a team, so you do the whole team at the same time. So maybe you try mm. to have to pincer them in or something. I, yeah, that sounds like a possibility. Uh, there's Next Space Rebels, uh, where you design and launch rockets. <laughs> NASA Simulator. <laughs> I, I, it reminds me of that other game that's like really overly complicated. I can't remember what it's called. PC Simulator, PC Builder <laughs> yeah, PC Simulator. simulator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where do I put the RAM? <laughs> this one, this next one looked really good. It's called War Tales. I, in my comments, I put, I like it. And it's a tactical combat open RPG, open world RPG game. Uh, it looks like a huge map or something that you walk around on. And when you get into combats, it goes into the tactical combats uh, side of things. It looked really good. Uh, that looks right up my alley. Uh, there's what and that next one was Ixion. Ixion, uh, it's coming out in 2022. My comment was space something, <laughs> so something to do with space. I don't know. Uh, far changing tide, uh, that I believe is a sequel to original far game, which I wasn't even aware of. Uh, Lakeburg Legacies is a life simulator where you can. I guess tell your people who to marry and you make legacies and have children and stuff like that. Not sure. Uh, Mech Warrior 5 is going to get new DLC. Uh, there's a game called Silt. Uh, it's, it's, uh, my comment was swimming, make fish to explore. <laughs> <laughs> I like my comments for some of these. <laughs> Trying to write down notes while watching it live is, is tough. It's hard. Uh, then after that was a kill, Killing Floor Space DLC. Uh, that's Killing Floor 2. Uh, there's another one that, or these couple ones are probably excited for some people. Uh, Hello Neighbor 2. I know the first Hello Neighbor, I think, did pretty well. Uh, I haven't played it myself, but it, I've seen a lot of videos on it. This looks like uh, Hello Neighbor, but it's like a cottage out, like, or a cabin or something at a lake. So it's even more spooky. Moving on, Jurassic World's Evolution 2. I think you know what you're getting with Jurassic World. I never played the first one, but I, from what they've told me, it, it was popular. So, <laughs> like, uh, it, was, it actually won Game of the Year. <laughs> so like, did it? Did it? I guess I'll take your word for it. Uh, New Blood Games uh, is coming out with a bundle of a whole bunch of different, like, old-style arcade games. I think they're new games. Some of them might be remakes or something but i wasn't familiar with any of the games they showed so uh another game solstice third person hack and slash not sure i don't remember what it was to be honest reading it uh chaos gate demon hunters is a fort warhammer 40k game uh that's obviously going to do well the uh, the fans of 40k definitely definitely boost the sales of their games um so i'm sure it'll do well uh, another one that looked interesting, a game called Pioneer. It's a first-person shooter. It looks like Stalker. Um, very similar to Stalker, but probably not as polished as Stalker, but I'm sure uh, it will do well. 
Uh, EVE Online, which I didn't realize was still a thing. Uh, apparently he's getting new content. Uh, another new party game that's coming out called Lumber Hill. It looks like it's a party game, but it looks like you build a settlement or a city together while doing it. Uh, it's, it was hard. I, I, it was confusing, but it, it looked like it might be fun. Uh, then a couple that I didn't even put notes for are Arborea, Tiny Kin, and Chernobyl Light. Uh, don't ask me what they were because I don't remember. Uh, Sacrifice. This was like a sprite-based RPG style game. Uh, reminds me of... I always forget the name of it. I mentioned it on the previous video. Uh, Octopath Traveler sort of style looking game. Uh, looks like it'll be okay. Uh, a game called Icarus. This one might be fun. I, I mean, I, we tend to like uh, survival style games. This one looked uh, pretty neat. And I think it was co-op as well. And if I recall from the video, I believe they're walking like in an Arctic storm or something and trying to survive. If, if I'm recalling correctly, I could be wrong. Mecha Jammer. Don't remember what that was. Uh, Wandering Village. This one looked kind of like another like sort of not sieve, but like a settlement builder style game. But it was kind of cool because it zoomed out and you're building a settlement on the back of a creature, like a big ass monster looking elephant style thing that was just massive and then it, the game kind of zooms out even further and there's like a world map or something so it kind of looked interesting uh, another one called death trash uh, and then songs of conquest uh, this one looked interesting it was, looks very similar to the old style uh, heroes of might and magic games i'll definitely be keeping an eye out for this one citizen sleeper um it it's looks like you kind of i think it was space-like it kind of looks like a game of chance where you get like you roll five dice and then you use those dice to program what you do throughout your day or something. Uh, it was it's hard. It's probably not the best way to explain it, but it sort of seemed like that. Uh, and then it ended with Project Warlock 2, which I'm sorry, I don't recall what it was. But uh, overall, they showed a lot of games. It was pretty impressive. Uh, and I thought the show was pretty decent it's just a lot of games though that myself i didn't find interesting um there was a couple on there i'll definitely keep an eye out for but if i don't keep this list on me i'm probably gonna forget them pretty pretty quick to be honest so did you hear anything that looked interesting to you not like a, a lot like you know uh hello neighbor i've heard a lot of like you were seeing uh i have a soft spot for chivalry even though i never played it it always looked like it would interest me like i would probably have an okay time with it um dying light 2 you know i get it vampire masquerade i like that kind of stuff do i have a feeling this won't be great probably but i might still check it out regardless um, I can't remember what else you were talking about. I'm just trying to quickly go through the list here. Solstice, I do actually remember watching a video and talking to you about it. I think it was before our last recording. And um I was saying that like that looked unique, but probably wouldn't kind of like how I didn't like Strangers of Paradise. Uh I feel like that one would be Souls like, but not what I want from it. Um and yeah, you know, the Good, good for the other stuff. Actually, I looked into the one you were talking about while you were talking. Um, oh, which War one? Tales. War Tales. Yes. Uh, yeah, it looks like our Divinity Original Sin, and yeah. uh, that's that's a fine ass game. So I would say there you go. That that you know, knowing nothing at all, that's my game of this show. Nice. It wins uh, the award. 
if I had to give the PC game show a rating, it showed a lot of stuff. I, but they had this, they had a lot of stuff with the hosts. There's like three hosts of the show. And I had to skip through so much of it. It was just like, they're trying to be really entertaining. And I guess to some, maybe it would be entertaining. I didn't really know the people, but did they ever cut to Kevin Hart at any point? I don't recall. They didn't. Oh, geez. Not 12 times. I'd give it right in the middle, two and a half out of five. Because they showed a lot of games. So I want to give them a little bit of credit for that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a number, but I'll just, you know... They came out with a lot of stuff, and honestly, I already named probably twice as many games that interest me here than the Xbox One, so mm-hmm. I'll just give it a three out of based off of that. Nice. You know? Okay, moving on. Uh, there was a couple other showcases that I'm going to skip past because they didn't really show anything of any interest. Um, a couple of the ones I want to highlight quickly, uh, Bandai Namco, they showed the next uh, chapter of the Dark Pictures anthology, House of Ashes. Uh, we still have to play those. <laughs> we're we're kind of behind on those ones, um, but they are on our list to play those because we do like those choice life choice option style game. Uh, it looked pretty cool. This one was looked like more of an action shooter type one, but you still you're just making choices. It looks like so looks like it'll be good. Uh, there was also the Capcom uh, showcase. Um, they just wanted to remind people that the RE verse is coming out next month. Uh, the official launch anyway, for anybody who owns the Resident Evil Village. I hear the real challenge in Reverse is uh, try not to fall asleep waiting for it. Yeah. I might try it just because I'm I'm pretty big Resident Evil fan, so I might try it just because I have it, but we'll see. Oh, it's free, right? It's like, free, you have nothing yeah. to lose. I mean, free if you own the game, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe we could both play it. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, been bored, so yeah, could be. Um, the, uh, also they announced during the show, uh, that because Resident Evil did so well, they're going to start working on DLC for the game, uh, which I thought was weird. I would think that they would have already been st- working on it ahead of time. Well, anyway. and even the phrasing suggests that they don't even know what the DLC will be yet. I'm yeah. assuming, and this is just like pure speculation, but with the surprise success of Lady Demetresque, that I wouldn't doubt if it has something to do with either that castle, a prequel. Maybe it's going to be, you know, those notes of uh, some of the workers in the house. Like, maybe that's... Maybe. You'll play a worker. I don't know. Or maybe it could just be more Mia, boring Chris stuff. I don't know. Mia stuff would be good. Maybe she That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be an interesting little chapter, so... Uh, other than that, they showed off Monster, Monster Hunter... Monster. Monster Hunter Stories 2, uh, which I guess is for the switch so i kind of mm-hmm. glazed over for that <laughs> uh and then i guess the great ace attorney chronicles is coming to north america i guess that particular chapter of that story was just japan um so i, th- I think that game has actually a pretty big following so um i haven't tried it but i already i know a lot of the memes from it so <laughs> uh overall the capcom show was okay but it wasn't anything special for e3 in my opinion it could have just been yeah. one of the regular ones that they usually do so well, they could have just too. honestly showed up. <laughs> like, I guess not everything, but you could have, like, you know, put uh, Monster Hunter in the uh, Nintendo Direct, put 
yeah. the DLC reveal with Reverse in the Xbox conference. Like they all just could have been different things and not had to necessarily be your own conference. I was hoping for some sort of surprise. Like, I mean, they're talking Resident Evil anniversary, anniversary, anniversary. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then they don't show like Resident Evil 4 or Code Veronica or anything that we want to see. So no surprises. Uh, the only other one I want to briefly touch on, which I thought was kind of unique, was the Intellivision showcase. I wasn't expecting much from that, but surprisingly, it's interesting. Uh, they're coming out with a, a new console called the Amico. Uh, it's more for coach gaming uh, and family style games. It looked pretty unique. Um, it comes with set games. They are going to be making more games for purchase for it. Uh, they talk about how there are going to be cartridges or something like that. Um, some neat features of it was... Games that you've purchased on your system, I guess it links it somehow to your controllers. So if you take your controller and go hook it up to their your friend's Amico system, uh, they'll have access to all the games that you own through your controller. So that's kind of neat. Uh, apparently, as a console, they said they're banning loot box systems. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I don't know. The, the games are older looking style games, so... I don't even know what you would have that would require loot box uh, <laughs> systems. But anyways, uh, and then the other interesting thing was it's going to have worldwide leaderboards as well as like local leaderboards for maybe whatever state you live in or uh, the U.S. or Canada. They're going to be different divisions of leaderboards, which is kind of interesting because those older style games, you know, they have a set way to play them usually. So it'd be cool to kind of compete in the worldwide uh, market, I guess. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, they didn't say a price or a date, I think, when it comes out. I thought they said maybe next year or something. I can't remember. But uh, it looked interesting. If the price is right, maybe. But I don't really want another console where I'm going to have to buy games for it. I kind of prefer if it just came with like 30 games or something. But it was, it was interesting. Uh, it was, what was it? Tommy Tellerico that was hosting it. And uh, he mentioned that they're going to be making new games for the system. Um, I think he even mentioned they're going to do, be doing a new Earthworm Gym, which is kind of interesting. Ooh. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it that I want to talk about for the the uh, E3 show. You ha- you want to talk about Nintendo? I don't, but here we go. Nintendo's <laughs> E3 Nintendo Direct. Uh, I basically just summarized what I think are the big points. There's some stuff I missed here, but, you know, as an example, one was like Life is Strange remastered edition not so remastered edition as i call it and true colors is coming okay great so i i kind of skipped some of that stuff so if you're really interested you know feel free to go look at all the videos like youtube's just chock full of e3 stuff right now so it's not going to be hard to find so let's just get into it and this is not in chronicle <laughs> chronological order in any way shape or form nintendo reveals metroid dread for release in october so congratulations, you have a sequel to a game from 15 years ago, and it's 2D. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 returns with a new trailer and 2022 release date, but uh, I think they clarified that they hope to make the 2022 release date, so that might be a 2023 you know, release date, which it feels like every game's going to make a leap into the next year. They always put in these placeholders that probably not going to happen, but anyway... It's coming. Hope you're excited for it. Uh, then we go to Nintendo confirms Advance Wars 1 and 2 remake for Switch. Uh, hope you like a lot of remakes because uh, that is what this whole thing is filled with. So yeah, there's some Game Boy game coming to your Switch. 
WarioWare Get It Together offers two-player WarioWare for the first time. Is that the uh, same game? It's just two-player now? I believe so. Uh, the Legend of Zelda game and watch will celebrate Zelda's 35th anniversary. Uh, Mario Party Superstars is coming to Nintendo Switch later this year. Uh, the, no surprise here. Mario Party Superstars is a collection of previous Mario Parties. Uh, then we have Kazuya from Tekken. I hope I'm saying that right. Is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Weird pick, but, you know, they like to fill the roster full of, like, different varied characters. So I can't, you know, I actually, that's the one positive thing I think I'll end with here is, like, I like that they pick random things, you know, great. Uh, Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater is being ported to all formats, so yes, you can get it for your PS4, PS5 later as well, but uh, I don't know. I don't have a lot. I think I played one Fatal Frame on the PS2, I want to say, and this one is interesting. I don't know why they chose this one. If you go in the Metacritic, it didn't sit very well on the Wii U, but uh, what do I know? Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania has now been officially announced. Guess what, Chris? That's a repack. That's Monkey Super Monkey Ball 1 and 2 just put together. Oh, uh, my God. Yes, I know, Chris. And then Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Switch as well, but that one's going to be through the streaming. So, uh, yeah, yay. Uh, and, yeah, that's the high points, if you can believe that those are high points. and uh, That's rough. Yeah, basically, I feel like as much as I didn't love Xboxes for just being a lot of double A co-op games, I would say at least it's better than a bunch of just re-releases. Uh, it's not even remasters because Nintendo, it's just re-releases bundled yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, you got a seat. Well, I guess it's technically a gameplay trailer for Breath of the Wild, but it didn't really show much or nor did it show the title because apparently I think they said on later that that would spoil some of the plot points, which, you know, if it had a plot, <laughs> that would be just fantastic. I don't know what you can spoil. Oh, is Ganon back? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, did you need more than two writers in a room to come up with that? Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to give their showcase a two as well, but I'm not a Nintendo person, so it shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, Chris, based off of what I've told you, what do you think you'd give that? I want to give it worse because I'm, uh, I've been chatting with some of my friends. A lot of them have switches and stuff and they're all quiet. Like they're like, they're like, they're not seeing anything of value. They're like, what the hell is this? Uh, I think the one only one that was interested in was the Metroid game. Um, mm. I guess cause that is their new game technically. Like I think you said the best 2d is the new 3d. Yeah, 2D's the new 3D for them. Uh, it's just sounded awful. I didn't watch it. Nobody's excited for anything. The bundling of so much stuff. A new character for Ultimate. Eh. Eh. I don't know. Screw Nintendo on this. They, it seems like they dropped the ball. I'm going to give it a Honestly, one. I think that is how we could caption the entire E3, in my opinion. I thought it was just one of the worst E3s from recollection. Though I, I, I should preface that I think I said this even before. Like, though I was excited for E3, I knew, like, with how many games that have already been announced that just keep getting delayed because of COVID or whatever the case is, I just knew we weren't going to get that much because, like, all these developers are still sitting on games they can't release. So it's like, I, I did kind of already... Uh, limit my expectations and basically i don't think i'm that you know jaded this year because i was like well 
whatever. And I got Elden Ring. So I think that already set me like, oh, okay, I have something. I'm so excited. That was, you know, I kind of cheated last week and said that was my reveal. And you know what? I'm going to call it. I'm just going to say, eh, it came out in the E3 window. It kind of counts. Yeah, it's pretty sad that Summer Games, you know, had the one reveal. And it, for me, at least, it beat all of this. So I'm going to have to look that up. I still haven't watched it. So, Oh, I mean, you're not as crazy about from software stuff like you'll play them I'm and i think you there. enjoy them yeah, yeah but like for me it's like i was watering at the mouth like and like not even that like the trailer was fine and it has that cool character art that i love so much from uh, miyazaki but it's the like w- the interviews he did later like just some of the things he brought up i'm like yeah that'd be really cool like this is just an even more open dark souls like Ah, that just sounds. Oh, I want. Co-op? I want January. Is it? Co-op? Yes, man. Up to four players. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like Daddy's coming home. You don't get booted out as soon as you kill a boss. They said something about um no. I think he said something about you can't ride horses together or something. Um, but otherwise, it sounded like you could still have co-op in the world. Either way, yeah. And then it it sounded like he kind of took inspirations from Sekiro and. There's weapon skills, but like, you know, in previous Souls games, the the weapons were their skills. This one, you can transfer all these skills to any weapon. So again, it just increases that variety. Um, You know, armor sets, you can, even if you're not playing with friends, you can summon allies, apparently. Uh, And it sounds like, like you'll find these summons throughout the world. And then, yeah, they can help you. So if you're lacking in defense, you can have a shield guy come if you need a little help here like in the trailer i guess that was one of the summons the blue guy with the whip that's one of the summons so uh, this is why we're not working on bloodborne 2 (laughs) honestly i don't even care uh this game oh i really hope it's i shouldn't get myself hyped up because like sekiro is the only time i think from software has let me down in terms of these soul games or soul like games but uh i want to believe and that's uh how i'll end that so anyway yeah, that was E3 for 2021. I don't know. You guys can tell us what you thought. Uh, if you think we're being too harsh on Xbox or Nintendo or whatever. I thought we were pretty fair with Xbox this time. thought we were pretty fair. I Nintendo, was probably more down just because to me it was double A, even though they constantly keep saying quadruple or triple A. To me, they're double A ass games. Majority of them are just CG trailers. And if you really want to know what speaks volumes, at the end of E3, they had E3 awards. And apparently it was a lot of the media sites like GameSpot, IGN, and all their votes. And Horizon 5 won. Game of the show. Like the entire show. That tells me the quality of E3 that we got. So like, you can come and attack me and say, Steve, you're always so damn negative And, uh, you know, this or that. But, you know, I'm just telling you the facts. Like when Horizon, a racing game, wins... Uh, I just like, and I'm not trying to, you know, take a shit on racing games. Like if you are a racing game fan, that's fine. I'm not particularly a fan. I've played some and they're fine. Um, But I just think like, you know, any other year, do you really think Horizon would, you know, win an E3? Mm, No. So that is how I will leave that. Overall, I guess the the whole event was probably below average. And I will say the PC, Nintendo, and Xbox are still as disappointing as they can be in some ways and impressive in other that they could be. 
they still rank miles ahead of these other guys. Square Enix really dropped yeah. the ball. Capcom shouldn't have showed up. Uh, well, even Square... I mean, it's all arguable, but, like, all the prior show, I just thought there was a lot of people. Like, it just seemed like they were just wasting time. But at least they showed up, unlike Sony. So... But shot honestly, it, really, when it. it's all done, like, I'm kind of the mindset that, like, this is a good thing Sony didn't show up. Though... Maybe things couldn't align for them, but like if they bring all the things that I have in my head that I think they could have shown, I think they easily could have won. But in the same yeah. sense, this is so disappointing. Give it a month, come out in July and August with your own showcase, and you could like Yeah, you, a, you, you don't compete with anything and you're gonna shine so much more bright. I'm kinda enjoying their monthly or bi-monthly shows that they keep having because I guess they're they build up a lot of hype for maybe one game, maybe two games, but usually one game. Yeah. Um, but it's usually like a big title, like Ratchet and Clank or uh, the New Horizon games. So, um, yeah, I, I'm okay with them releasing these bigger showcases if they keep doing it every month throughout the month uh, throughout the year. And I'm kind of wondering if they're going to have their own secret E3 showcase next month or August, like I was saying, only because the one that stands out to me is. Call of Duty has not announced their next game, which yeah. is weird. Usually around this time, we know what it is already. Yeah. Except last year, I think they waited a little longer. So there, there's a couple will games. They? Yeah. So I'm like, are they going to come out with PlayStation? There's a couple titles that we noticed that weren't really announced or were just barely announced. Like mm. Final Fa the new Final Fantasy. Yeah, 16. Uh, 16. It's like, why did Square Enix not show for spoken like anything for spoken for yeah. spoken we know they've been working on for a while so there should yeah. be more so i feel like there is a sony event coming and then that it feels like yeah there's that energy where i would i could see it going either way but like yeah some of these bigger guys being quiet like you know they didn't talk about the next gen uh grand theft auto 5 mm -hmm. which that was like the first thing i remember that one showcase that everyone jokes about and showing up like, ps5 what, <laughs> what yeah. year is I'm it like gta 6 and it's like <laughs> wait <laughs> this took a dark turn <laughs> so anyway we'll see how that all goes but let's just get into the real news and uh we're gonna start with <laughs> i guess we can call it number one number two let's say number one just for fun and uh this one's gonna be an interesting one i can't wait to see chris's reaction i haven't talked to him before the recording because i want to see a fresh take to see what he thinks but I'm calling this one a huge PS5 conspiracy. This one comes from Push Square and myself because there's a lot to unpack here. The utterly bizarre speculation surrounding upcoming PlayStation 5 exclusive, abandoned, and its tenuous link to game creator Hideo Kojima simply aren't going away. After initially denying claims Blue Box Game Studios is simply Kojima in disguise and apologizing for, for a recent tweet linking abandoned to Silent Hill, fans of Metal Gear Solid designer are now drawing up a long list of evidence linking him to the PS5 project in question. We suggest you buckle up for this one because we're about to go down the rabbit hole and then some. So I just kind of took it, you know, shortened the article, got the key points, and uh, I'm just going to list them here and see what you think, Chris. The head of Blue Box Game Studios, Hassan Karaman, I hope I'm saying that right. I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with names. Has played a game on his PSN account named Demon Blood, which isn't available on the PS Store, and so far it doesn't exist in any way, shape, or form, Chris. Okay. So how did he play it already? Anyway, the icon that that game is associated with is displayed the text Siren Head. This is being used as another link to Silent Hill due to the famous enemy Pyramid Head. 
Mm-hmm. Developers Twitter account posts in a very early hours of the morning and in and its local time of the Netherlands. Fans have picked up on this, and since Japan is several hours ahead for the country, I've now linked it to Kojima firing off some tweets in the late morning in the East. Uh, so basically just saying that, like, he could be doing it normal work hours, and that's why it upload in the Netherlands really late, and, like, who works that late and would be tweeting kind of doesn't make sense. Our next update could arrive on Sunday when the abandoned real-time trailer app arrives on the PS Store, this will supposedly allow you to experience gameplay reveals in real time on your PS5. Even this raises some questions since such a thing has not been done on the PS5 before. So why would an unknown indie developer be the first one to do so? And the last big one is if you take that name, Hassan Karaman, it's said to be Turkish. So if you translate the Turkish name into Japanese, the first name literally translates to Hideo. <laughs> now, that's just the points I've gotten. There's actual se- there's several more. In the early trailer, apparently it says something. I can't He's remember. standing the f- behind a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, it's funny you say a tree. There's something graffitied on a wall. I can't remember. It says something is coming. I, I can't remember. Uh, but the tree literally at one frame perfectly blocks PT. Mm. Just the P and the T. Uh, so, again, a lot of this could just be people you know, wishing something into existence by pure coincidences. But there are a lot of weird coincidences. Like, I don't know what to think about this. Honestly, it could be anything. But, you know, the one that hits me the hardest is not just the translation, which is super weird. And the fact that this man, the, the you know, Hassan, is the only one listed in this game. There is no other person that we know of that is working on this game. That is he in the phone book? <laughs> Who knows? Even IGN, who's done an interview with him, has only done it through email. No one's actually talked to this person. It's really strange. Um, and I, yeah, I just don't know what to think. But the 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 app that I think that's the one that I come back to the most. No, they're like PlayStation doesn't even do this with The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. And Jeff Keighley's involved. Apparently, he's going to reveal the game on the twenty second. So by the next recording, we'll know if I'm full of crap or not. Um, Huh. But I just, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Oh, and then, like, the big, you know, reveal that they tweeted, like, we're so sorry that we right. misled people because they had a tweet where they basically said, uh, expect something. It starts with S and ends with L, Silent Hill, right? So I don't know. I, it could be totally nothing. But if that's the case, this game is dead on arrival. <laughs> like, like, everyone's going to be so pissed. This They're going to instantly get so much backlash and I'm not saying they deserve it or don't deserve it. Like, if this think, is, I, I really don't think, know. I don't know. I think this is gonna. Be, this could be one of those things where it's something special, where it's like they're just screwing with the consumers for fun. But I think that would cause them a lot of ill will. Because if, if any uh, developer is followed in the gaming industry, it's Hideo. So uh, they could be playing. They could be playing. So uh, what, what is your final take, though? Do you think this is Hideo doing what Hideo does, which is mess with people? Yeah, I even think even their logo, be. their blue box logo. If you look at it, it almost looks like a carbon copy of the new PlayStation Studios logo. Same mm. font. It's a square and blue box. People have pointed out, too, is BB, which is, you know, Death Stranding. Right. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> there's so many weird coincidences that it's like, how many coincidences can you find? 
until you're just like this can't be a coincidence what is de- demon blood what is that like, well that's the thing it doesn't exist doesn't exist. so how did he play it hmm. it hasn't even been talked about there there's no evidence that this game you know unless you know, don't get me wrong maybe that's what he called this game originally and he's testing it and that's why it shows up but like most of the time that wouldn't show up you wouldn't want that to show up it's just crazy everything's crazy nobody's even heard of this man before i don't know what's happening chris <laughs> <laughs> I, I this could be him that. and Sony doing a a fun thing. Yes, I don't think people will be mad. I think people want this so bad that they're they might be like this could blow things up if this was like an actual like true where it is. I him. hope I hope it's true. But it, yeah, and then my other thing is if it's not, then I hope yes he doesn't eat the backlash because you're right. I think they're, you know, they're walking on a tightrope. I don't think they should be playing this game if this isn't somehow intentional and they thought that this would be fun uh, to disappoint people on an epic scale. Oh, yeah. But if I it's still the don't company think that's doing this, like, yeah, purposely doing all these weird things to mislead people that it could be him and it, it isn't, then that's bad for the company. That's not going to work out well. If it's Hideo himself, then yeah. it's going to be great. <laughs> Either way, we only have to wait three days to figure out the answer. So by next week, we'll be telling yeah. you if uh, my Sherlock Holmes hat is, uh, in fact, just a tinfoil one. Uh, so we'll move on to the next story. I'll let you take this one, Chris. Uh, this one's called uh, Sorry, Not Sorry. Uh, this one can com- be found on Push Square. Uh, all of this was to be expected when Xbox explored the back of CEO Satya Nadella's sofa and dug out the 7.5 billion required to buy the publisher outright. And global marketing bigwig Pete Hines has apologized for the situation. Although his comments come across more like a shrug, to be honest, this decision is ultimately way above his pay grade. If you're a big fan of stuff we make and it is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you're unhappy or pissed or whatever. He sympathized in a GameSpot interview. I get it. Those are all the real feelings and frustrations. I don't know how to allay the fears and concerns of PS5 fans other than to say, well, I'm a PS5 player as well. That's kind of funny. And I've played games on that console and there's games I'm going to continue to play on it. But if you want to play Starfield, it's on PC and Xbox. He added, sorry, all I can really say is I apologize because I'm certain that that's frustrating to folks and there's not a whole lot i could do about it todd howard the creative force behind bethesda game studios made a similar statement when the when interviewed by british newspaper the telegraph you don't ever want to leave people out right but at the end of the day your ability to focus and say this is the game i want to make these are the platforms i want to make it on and being able to really lean in on those is going to make for a better product so this is pretty much them saying sorry playstation we are moving on and we are turning a new leaf and Xbox is the way to go. Yeah, it basically just sounds like they're using Pete Hines to jump in front of Phil Spencer's previous comments of we believe in inclusion and not exclusion and we want to bring games to people, not take them away. And then they did the exact opposite, which don't get me wrong. Equal shade to Jim Ryan. He's also said we believe in gym, uh, generations, and uh, we see how that's working out with God of War. Um, so I'm not saying like nobody's a liar. I, I, honestly, everyone's a liar. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It's I respect that they're saying this. They're getting ahead out of it and saying, "Look, like we play PS5 games. This is just business. 
you know, and the people they're talking to, like, they don't make these decisions. They got bought out. They agreed to the payment, which who wouldn't? They Microsoft's super overpaid, if you ask me, uh, especially with, like, the quality of their games. Bethesda itself makes. Even the other companies they own, like id and so on, like, I feel have more valuable games uh, than Bethesda itself. I know there's a lot of people that would totally disagree with me. Fallout fans, uh, Skyrim. And I think Skyrim's a fun game. But I think, uh, you know, that that just came out at a time then that open world could still be more open, and they proved that. But I think so many other companies have taken that and almost mastered it personally. Um, so, I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe Starfield comes out and totally changes the course. But, um, yeah, I, I just appreciate them getting out. They're saying it. They're saying, look, this is just business. And, uh, you know, don't expect to see starfield on here i still don't think this is the full conversation like i don't know about you chris uh and whatever you're doing out there but um um like uh, to be honest i i see why people could be getting upset about this on the playstation side of things but all i could tell them is to calm the f down they have not shown anything of value in my eyes yet for starfield or uh what was the other one redfall yeah. they haven't shown anything of value yet um, just keep in mind it's Bethesda. Uh, as far as we know, they're still using graphics engines from the two thousands and, uh, just, 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 just chillax. Let's wait, give it some time to actually see what it actually is. Cause mm-hmm. they haven't shown any gameplay. I, I saw another article that was making fun of it. Cause in the one cinematic, they show, uh, the character in the video climbing up the staircases to get into the cockpit. Yeah, you can't do that in Bethesda games. You float up the stairs. You don't actually climb stairs. <laughs> that was the joke on the article I read. It was like, so don't expect that to be in Starfield. <laughs> so it just tells you, like, just just take a chill. We ha- we we're not missing out on anything yet, and uh, we, let's let's see what happens when it actually comes out. Because I I feel like at this point we're not missing out on much. And I I get frustrations on both sides. I think. Xbox fans see it as a complete win. I'm on the other side where I think I'm not a fan of game acquisitions or developer acquisitions. I should say. Um, I just think, you know, I like what Sony's doing right now where we don't have to buy you. We can just partner with you on this title. And then maybe, you know, like a good example would be insomniac. They partnered with them previously and then ratchet and clank. And then all of a sudden, Insomniac was still free, though, to make Sunset Overdrive with Xbox. Well, it's completely understandable for you not to like these acquisitions because look at EA. They just keep buying companies and then shutting them down and consuming their people into like the other companies that Activision are printing out money. So look what happened to Blizzard. Activision purchasing Blizzard and Blizzard's just gone through the shitter right now. They were one of the most respected PC gaming companies out there. And now everybody's just, they're just garbage in a lot of people's opinions right now. So, well, it's just like, you know, for me, Microsoft, like they didn't have many studios. Well, they had quite a bit, actually. I shouldn't say that, but they were having a hard enough time, in my opinion, managing the few they had. And now you just added so many more. It's just, I don't understand how they're supposed to manage these companies. And I think it's, you know, if you already were doing such a bad job, in my opinion, you know, even, um, I didn't put it in our news article because we're not an Xbox podcast, but even people brought up like, well, why is Everwild not showing up in your main conference? And it sounds like they totally had to reboot the game. You know, they bought Rare 
and made, again acquired another company because Microsoft's goal is let's not make franchises, let's just buy them. And they've yet again, you know, like now we got another company already having to reboot a game because I just, you guys had a hard enough time managing what you had and then you just increase that number. You know, the only other people, though it's a lot more, the only people close to the number that Microsoft now has to manage is freaking uh, Embracer Group, for God's sakes, which is TH Nordic's secret new name. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's like, have fun dealing with this. Like, I, I assume they're probably going to leave Bethesda alone just because of, like, how do you manage that many titles at once? But like you said, we just got to see, wait, maybe Starfield's not even worth getting upset about, honestly. And I'm not saying that's the case. I'm going to be playing this on PC regardless. I just feel bad for those who don't have a PC I can't strong say enough that, to play this game. They haven't shown anything that makes me even want to get the game. Mm. Not well, yet, that's anyway. that's true. They haven't shown anything, really. Yeah. Like, we I got mean, a CG We're trailer. saying this is guaranteed a AAA title from Bethesda, but, I mean, if it doesn't have anything that looks interesting in it, mm-hmm. uh, move along. And I'm sure this won't be the last acquisition we hear from Microsoft. Like you said, their new strategy just, yes, seems to be, let's... Buy, buy our games and then pretend we made them what by the competition yeah exactly right and it's i know some people bring up like sony and they're like well sony acquires and i'm like yeah they bought insomniac how many years ago and then before that i think it was 10 years before they made an acquisition and even sony like they typically partner with these people way before like so when when insomniac made spider-man and it was exclusive for playstation they didn't own them at that time it was after they made that game that they acquired them and you know what is it um oh is it blue point that makes all the remakes from they don't even own them but they keep making remakes from they they should probably acquire them at this point <laughs> considering they keep making you know even the next rumor is like a metal gear solid 5 remake from them uh not five sorry just the, <clears throat> the first metal gear solid i'm crazy um so yeah anyway we can move on number three psvr2 might have a release window hooray this one comes from The Verge. Sony's next-gen PlayStation VR headset is likely to come out in late 2022, according to a new oh. report. Bloomberg sources say Sony is aiming to release the successor in the holiday period next year, and that the headset will use OLED panels from Samsung Display. You got pause. You is- got pause. You got pause. Sony, man, they've got to have a showcase coming because they've they've got so many things I think like lined up. They got to have a banger of a showcase coming because they still haven't even officially announced the VR yet. Right, and it's mm. like all these other games that are we're talking about, and oh man, they they must have a banger coming. There, there's got to be one coming. Sorry, no, that's fine. Uh, the headset itself hasn't been revealed, but according to an upload VR report from last month, it will have a total resolution of four thousand by twenty forty, and make Woo! use of eye tracking and enable uh, boviated. Foviated, thank you, rendering, uh, which should ease the processing load by using lower resolution imagery in your peripheral vision. The next gen PSVR is also said to be inside out tracking, use, sorry, inside out tracking, and include Ooh. haptic feedback in the headset as well as the controllers. It's sexy. I know. I was going to say this sounds like a banger of a unit. Um, I'm definitely thinking I'm going to get this day one. I think so. I didn't I, get the first PSVR. You're but good. I, I think, think you're, you're good right. not to. I feel like the first one was, was like them testing the waters. Yes, exactly. They dip their toes in and they're like, I yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like this. Yeah. This it's is like, safe. Oh, that's a good temperature. Yeah. I like exactly. the temperature of the water. Mm. Mm. And like with all these features, it just sounds like, other than the fact that it doesn't sound like it's going to be wireless, it's perfect. Yes. 
But it does sound like one easy cable is what I have heard yeah. rumors of. So Not a cable if, that like weighs your head down because it's so heavy. Yeah, and that's the thing. You don't need a camera anymore. Hooray. Uh, I, the controllers look phenomenal. We've talked about the, those before on the show. Uh, I'm excited, excited for this. Very excited. I, and honestly, I'm still willing it into existence. Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 8, sorry, Village, is going to have VR, and it's going to be on this. I don't doubt it. I don't know why they wouldn't. I think it'd be crazy not to. Something for that mysterious showcase that's coming. Yes. That, and honestly, that I do believe that too. But again, I could just be full of it. But either way, I'm a little sad I have to wait uh, a little, a year and a half. But, um, oh, I want this. I want this real bad. I like the Samsung display stuff. Samsung makes great displays. Yeah. I have an LG, but, you know, this second uh, TV I, I would buy would probably be a Samsung. So, you know, hooray. Um, and we'll move on yet again. Number four. Trading secrets comes from VGC. The MLB, the, sh- the, sh- uh, the MLB, the show, <laughs> <laughs> the MLB, the show series came to Xbox for the first time this year after MLB deemed the franchise should come to additional console platforms as part of a multi-year extension to Sony's games licensing deal. Run on sentence. Sarah Bond, head of game creator experience and ecosystem at Xbox, told Axios Microsoft has had been attempting to get MLB the show on its consoles for years before an agreement was finally reached. While working with MLB on the multi-platform arcade-style RBI franchise, uh, baseball franchise, Bond said the show always came up. We always said we love this game. It would be a huge opportunity to bring it on Xbox. To get, uh, to get the game running on its uh, then unreleased Xbox Series X and S consoles, Microsoft had to send the hardware to PlayStation's development team. It was a real, real sign of industry trust, Bond told Axios. So what do you think about that, Chris? We have first confirmation that Sony, in fact, did have dev kits for an Xbox console before it was ever revealed or announced. Interesting. Isn't Interesting. that crazy? I, I, it's, I like it. I like that Xbox was able to trust that they would do it and not release a pixelated game or some shit <laughs> where's the baseball you can't even see it when you're throwing it, it it's like a football game <laughs> it's like oh you did the want... wrong ball he's throwing a soccer ball you didn't want like... mlb from 2005 what yeah it's like no, oh it's... that that just needs to be patched out that that can be fixed <laughs> yeah we'll fix it in the next 15 versions of the game i just think that's cool like it's I mean, I think Sony had to play fair. They want to keep that license. Uh, honestly, it's still what I think ranked number two game sales for last month for Sony. So, I mean, they want to keep it. It obviously makes them money. It's a great series for them. Uh, I just, yeah, all this makes sense to me. But it is just interesting when we talk about, like, you know, there was always that conversation of, like, the consoles not revealing last year, uh, when they finally going to talk price, specs, all that stuff. And now we know Sony knew what Microsoft had. And I don't doubt that Microsoft probably knew what Sony had the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like sometimes you hear this conflict back and forth of, you know, oh, like, you know, Sony's going to secretly do this or that. I'm like, no, it seems like they, they're kind of up front behind the scenes. And, you know, and I guess they're being honest and genuine, too, which is kind of nice to hear. Yep. So that was happy, a smaller news times. article. Uh, so we're just going to move on to the last one of the day, which uh, we'll see how we feel about this. Six months later, this one comes from VGC. In a statement released on Tuesday, CD Projekt Red confirmed Sony had approved the game for sale on the platform holder's online marketplace. 
Uh, that game is Cyberpunk 2077, of course. However, Sony also warned players that they will still encounter issues with the game when played on base PS4 consoles. Uh, yeah. Users will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across all platforms. The company told Axios PlayStation Management recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or PS5 for the best experience. Uh, side note, Cyberpunk 27 has been unavailable on the PlayStation Store since December 17th, 2020. Uh, Chris, are you excited to somehow repurchase this game <laughs> digitally? Uh, well, I still have it. I think uh, I didn't. I, I, I was <laughs> CD Projekt Red took it away from you. I, I, I don't think I refunded it. Uh, I'm not jumping on this anytime soon, though. I think I'm nope. gonna sit and I've waited this long. I can wait longer. I'm playing other games. I'm gonna wait for the PS5 official version of the game if that ever comes. Now uh, I suspect it will, but who knows when? Um, I, I've waited so long now. I, I can wait. Uh, yeah. This is good for the people who still want it, though. Um, I I think there's a lot of people on the PlayStation world that have really wanted to sink their teeth into it. Um, the only problem, I think, is the hardcore people that were excited for it probably still played it even through the issues. Uh, so I, I, I don't know how well this is going to boom with random people buying it. But uh, I, 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 we want Cyberpunk to do well at some point. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the PS5 official version to come out. So, and then probably I'm, two updates after that. <laughs> I'm of the mind that I, I, I don't wish ill on people, but in this sense, I do think this needs to be a lesson to CD Projekt Red and the industry. Where if you're going to do this kind of crap, then there has to be a consequence. Yeah, uh, I uh, wholeheartedly believe in consequence. Um, I feel like sometimes we live in a world that we believe the consequence shouldn't happen, but uh, in this case, I do think it should. And uh, so I'm not saying that there shouldn't be a redemption arc here. Uh, if they do make the right moves and they do put the effort in and this game totally turns around, maybe they put kind of like No Man's Sky, they put the features that they promised that never ended up showing up uh, and they put it back in the game sometime later, then yeah, great. Like you're saying, we kind of want to see the next gen version if that ever comes into fruition. But uh, until then, like I do hope that people that, wanted this game for some reason on base ps4 i just hope you're you know aware of the situation mm -hmm. and i guess my next question would be like is this going to be full price still when it gets back on the ps4 because there's in question. my opinion i assume it will be but in my opinion if it's on ps4 it should they should not be charging full price probably not but they probably have no way to differentiate from a pro or a non-pro in yeah. the store well you're right because it works backwards compatibility so you're right yeah i didn't i didn't think that question through the whole way but that is disappointing i don't really think this game should come back and go back to being 60 dollars. playstation plus free game of the month <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be a turnaround to ban them from your store and then offer them like half for free the, for the everybody price just so it'd be a P ps plus game that'd uh, be a dirty deeds indeed that'd be hilarious Oh, you want people to play your game? We're giving it to everybody for free. <laughs> Not really a news article, but I just thought it'd be an uh, interesting discussion between me and Chris. I'm just going to quickly throw it in here. Apparently, uh, through an article in Push Square, it sounds like P Demon Souls uh, remake might actually be coming to PS4. They might be downgrading it, Chris. Mm. Uh, I don't know what you feel about this. We've heard this a few times. Uh, specifically, God of War Ragnarok was 
rumored to be next gen. Now it's revealed to be coming to PS4 as well. And Gran Turismo 7, in fact, was announced only for PS5 and is also then later confirmed to be coming for PS4. Godfall's get going to PS4. Like, it sounds like we're in the year of downgrades. So does this upset you? Do you have any reaction to this? Do you care whatsoever? Uh... Me, I've already moved on mentally and physically to the PlayStation 5. Uh, but you and I both know uh, one of my buddies who will be very happy about it being downgraded to the PS4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, as long as it doesn't take away from them improving the current game on the current gen systems, which is technically PS5, uh, as well as working on new projects or DLC or some sort of shit. So... Uh, as long as this doesn't take away from that time and that progress, um, that's my opinion. I mean, they're going to make a shit ton of money making that thing come out on the PS4. No, and I get business-wise, like, that does make sense. Uh, I know why you're doing it. It's just weird because maybe I'm a stickler for tradition, but, you know, typically when we get the next-gen consoles, it's to be expected that the new games are going to come out for the new consoles. Yeah. And some of them might have some cross-generation like workings like uh i always bring up like battlefield 4 or call of duty ghosts you know you could upgrade your version when you got the ps4 compared to when you had it for ps3 all the fun stuff but i do feel like i just have a bad taste in my mouth only for the sense it's like i have a ps5 i'm not looking back i'm not regretting my purchase but i sometimes think of like why do we have a ps5 though like yes i like the ssd yes i like the quicker loads but right now you're telling me the only reason I have a PS5 is Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. Like, and even the future games that we're excited about, Horizon, PS4 game, God of War, PS4 game, Gran Turismo 7, PS4. We, you know, this is a crazy thought. I thought about this the other day. All the games that we know of that are PlayStation 5 exclusives that we know of are last-gen games. Yeah. We don't have any idea about a true PS5 game now. Now that Ratchet's out, that was the last true PS5 game that we knew about. Yeah. Playroom. So that Astros I think that's, yeah exactly. So that is the one that hurts. I think it just irks me more. I get it from a business perspective. Yes, you have like 120 plus bloody consoles out in the world. Uh, did I say 120? I meant 120 million. Uh, yeah, I, I, I it's a little higher than 120 units. Um, but yeah, like I just I get it. Business. I'm torn here because yeah, uh, there's business Steve, and then there's you know fanboy Steve, and fanboy Steve's just like you're not going to get people excited for the next console now. Yeah, it's kind of like Xbox announcing that you can use their servers that they're working on to play Xbox Series S and X games on your Xbox One. You know, where's the incentive to upgrade anymore? Yeah, it's like when you upgrade your PC, you're just doing it for performance. It almost feels mm-hmm. like that for the PS5. You're just get paying for performance. You still and have access to every single thing you want. And I think that's what upsets me because Mark Cerny, I always bring this up, but at the Geo, at GDC conference, he sold us that it's not just about resolution. Like that is a part of it. That is one of the elements of being next gen, but it was going to be the SSD would give us new games that we've never experienced like this before. And that's what Ratchet and Clank sold us too. Instant loading of new worlds through these rifts. And I experienced that, and I somewhat believe in it. I do think, you know, sometimes I, I just think it's part of normal game design. But there are a lot of times where I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, you did load, like, a gen- like an entire new level. Awesome. Um, and, yeah, like, now these games won't implement that because they know they have to be PS4 as well. And more hidden loading screens. Yay. Because Final Fantasy VII Remake didn't overdo that one. 
Uh, but anyway, that was kind of the last fun article. We're just, uh, we're done with all news articles. Hooray. We're just going to get into homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get to all the stories that happened this week. Uh, so we kind of pick out the ones that we think would be interesting to you, let you know where you can find them, the sites, all that fun stuff. And then you can just go educate yourself. So anyway, and, uh, we'll begin with cyberpunk 2077's new patch includes numerous fixes ahead of games. PlayStation store return. This one comes it from BGC. It blows me away how they're still patching quests. Oh, it will be forever. We're going to see patch notes in 2022. Sony has launched a PS5 system software beta program. This one comes from VGC. I signed up for it. I was going to say, go sign up for it if you're interested. Chris already did, so he beat you to it. So I guess you guys don't have to bother anymore. Uh, Xbox Xbox Series X and S, console exclusive. The medium has been confirmed for PS5. This one's also from VGC. Uh, Metal Gear Solid movie director aims to create a new type of action on screen based in the quietness of stealth. Uh, this one can be found on IGN. I'm kind of interested to see what that will uh, be. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is seemingly on course for the Epic Game Store. This one comes from Destructoid. Yeah, that one sounds like basically it's leaked on the Epic Game Store, like at least the game art, I believe. So uh i still it's not going to show up tomorrow i don't think anyone should should get your credit cards ready uh because i believe the last time we talked about it it was kind of confirmed that sony got another six months exclusive after integrate released uh so yeah don't uh hold your breath on that one but anyway that is all our homework that is it for the show thank you for joining us yet again for another week of just good old nonsense fun we appreciate you guys listening to us every you know we just appreciate you giving us that currency we value so much, which is your time. It's your most valuable currency, and we just thank you for spending it on us. So until next week, next Monday, we will see you again. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Peace.